But right now, I'm joined by the man that's only built for Cuban links. It's Mike Keat from the Cuban Brothers, a.k.a. Miguel Mantavali. Uh, good morning to you, sir. Buenas, Jamie. Buenas, buenas. How are you? Not too bad, my friend. And yourself? Yes, I, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm feeling great, but I'm uh, gently trying uh, to from my mind into action uh, by your bringing me around in the correct manner. Very good. In a non-sexual manner, of course. Gracias. 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 Hey, I want to take it back. Um, let's take it back a little bit. Let's take it back to the concrete streets. You're a, mm -hmm. D you're a DJ. You're a DJ. You're a good DJ. Uh, you're in the Dunedin of the North. But, um, you know, you're, you're one in a bunch, I guess, like uh, we all are. Uh, and then comes an idea. And the idea is you, Miguel. Um, you know, how much um, and how quickly did things change for you with that spark? I was pretty... Uh well, yeah, it was pretty quick, in, as I guess, in the sense of um, it was quite meteoric. We went from taking maybe on a Tuesday night, we used to do a show at the uh, Chamber Street um, Jazz Cellar Bar Number One, and it was kind of like maybe took about I don't know, we had about thirty people down there, and then within a fortnight, the place on a Tuesday night was taking about taking about three or four grand, and so that was quite. Um, Quite an unusual sort of vibe, and, and then, but you know, I guess within two or three months, we were away and, and doing uh, international shows. We got a residency in, in Amsterdam and a residency in Ibiza, so it was quite meteoric. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is. I mean, what was the scene like in uh, Edinburgh at the time? I mean, was there much vibe for? for like golden school hip-hop and a uh, golden era hip-hop and and funk and stuff or you know because it seems it like it was it, it seems to me like that era was really um you know you're, mm. you're listening you got prodigy and the chemical brothers and that kind of thing mm. going on. maybe no. a big gabba scene yeah yeah for sure uh, that, was, that was quite that was quite still quite vibrant um and there's lot you know there's lots of pockets of vibrancy in the uk there always has been not so much now for real music, uh, just being frank, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but um, yeah, no. Back then, it was cool in the gang because a lot of people who, you know, that was one of the reasons I created the Cuban Rise. You know, uh, it came up. I mean, I, I grew up in Dunedin. You know, I, I went, I came back, I came back from the UK and went to school in your town. Really? To, yeah, yeah, bro. I went to Tiger Boys. What? Uh, yeah, man. I, when I was fifteen, I went to Tiger Boys and. Uh, <laughs> I didn't last you know. I mean, the um, you know the headmaster had me in on the second day and said, uh, "Well, excuse me, Mr. Keith, um, you know, can I, I've got to be honest with you. Usually, our boys don't have hair any longer than the nape of their neck, and so I would like you to cut the ponytail off. And um, and actually, we, we we do have a problem with with earrings, and you can possibly take the earrings out and." Mr. McLaughlin did say he did a sock check on you yesterday and he didn't have the standard socks on. As you can imagine, <laughs> as you can imagine, I lasted about five five months and then uh, I had to move on. Um, I was asked to move on nicely. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, you know, I wasn't expelled. I was just asking the question. So anyway, I, I guess the. Uh, um, the thing is that so I was DJing in Dunedin at 15 
uh, a club. Uh, I forget the name of it. It was in uh, Bath Street, was it? It was, uh, it was, well, it was, only, it was the main club that was happening at that time. Well, what, I, years are, what, what year is this, if you don't? We're talking about 1990. Oh, 1990. Oh, shit. Nah, well, yeah, it's just man. a little bit I used to read you with a guy called Mike T. Mike T. And, and Mike T was one of the guys who was, who was I mean, some, maybe some of your more mature listeners might remember that he was one of the guys who had the student dance radio show for for Otago University. Yeah, the, but and, you're list, that's, you're on that station right now. Oh, dear. <laughs> Joy <fun. laughs> oh, That's amazing. <laughs> uh, well, look, well, look here, here. Well, how, how extraordinary are they? That's like off the scale. I mean, that that's waking me up now. <laughs> that was 1990, so I was 15, and so that was a nice to DJ, you know, come down and, and and play music on on your station then. So that's putting a little bit of age on me, eh? But uh, just a little bit. <laughs> and anyway, sorry. Now that's not. So basically, answering the question, um, there was yeah, there was always there was you know there was always uh, pockets for soul funk and and sort of job pop hip hop and that was kind of and and party hip hop and, and and stuff like that because and that was kind of what I was interested in because I'd grown up in this era I came up in the late 80s or as an as a teenager I'd started young yeah and I was in that thing and it wasn't chin strokey you know it was about having a party and actually having a good time so you're not like you're not you know standing against the wall looking moody you're having you're actually having a dance and and actually having fun and so that was kind of you know that was the main impetus uh, for the cuban brothers was to, to try and create try and create that atmosphere again where where people were you know where, where it was a little bit more irreverent and a little bit of a, a little bit less serious you know what i mean bro yeah 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 <laughs> you can always get a little bit too bloody serious when you're djing mm just a little bit um but that's oh i love that story i love that story and it's great i mean i must have, i only missed you by a bit what you're six years older than me so i, I mean i was nine in 1919 you were 15 playing the clubs and i was playing with uh, gi joes and wearing butter bullets um but you know that's neither here nor there um how did it go from being solo to being the brothers uh, i guess it was um i w- i met uh archie I mean, you, I think you just highlighted one of the bands. He was a dancer for, for, the, for the Prodigy. Yeah. So, yeah, dance, yeah, Archie was a, he was dan- he was on the, on the Fat of the Land tour with the Prodigy and with a, with a group of dancers called the Floor Freaks, which was um, him, Evo, and Tough Tim Twist. And so Tough Tim Twist was, you know, UK rock steady, and Evo was like the sort of, the hottest dancer in the UK, really, for, B, for B-Boys. And, and, Okay, Archie was in that same in that same thing. I met him at a club one night and I battled him in a club uh, in Edinburgh called Scratch, uh, which was a hip hop night. And he was battling another two guys at the same time, and he kind of wiped the floor with all of us. Mm. And it was kind of like, uh, wow, well, I was like, and I had a lot of energy there. And I was, I was, had a, you know, I was wearing Butter Aotearoa, which was like a street label that I had created before coming back to UK because I left I left New Zealand at 18 believe it or not so I and so I was wearing that and had a big uh, sort of blondish afro so I had look going on but uh, and our cherry was able to uh, skill me I was able to represent and so it was that kind of thing if you know if you can't beat them get them to join you yeah and that was how that happened and then with young Kenny 
with Ken-san, my illegitimate Japanese son. He was a, a, a student. Uh, we used to teach a little bit as well. We used to teach in various and in various environments, from going out to like lower socioeconomic and <laughs> like the schemes. We used to go and teach out there. You know, like kids out there who wouldn't normally get a chance. And then we used to teach in a normal, you know, dance space. And Kenny was one of the students who was just um, an academic at the time. He'd already had his English lit degree by the time he was twenty. <laughs> and uh, but he was like the most natural dancer we'd ever seen, and, and he was just like he was kind of like just amazing. And it wasn't long before the uh, before the, the student became the master. That <laughs> <laughs> was um, one. I mean, those that was that was like the second coming of B Boy, right? I mean, those days, the the late nineties. That's right, the boys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the second coming was probably. Jason Evans run uh, DMC joint mm. that was like that was certainly a movement because that video I think you know obviously that video it was just at that time when just in the internet was blowing up as well yeah so that's going to go sort of viral so we would have been before the second coming because we never stopped dancing you know yeah and then we, we were be, you know I was always b-boying where you know we're from being a seven year old right through to what am I now 43 <laughs> uh, so it's one of those ones that's the same with Archie and that you know so although uh, you know fashions change you know in the late 80s and stuff um, it was probably you know not as fashionable but we, we, we always we always danced and we always kind of uh, that was our one of our outlets you know and so yeah so that was uh, that, I guess that was something finally like interesting and also a blessing to be able to make a living from uh, from you know a, a lifetime a lifetime love of b-boy culture and of the, the dancing itself mm-hmm. it's quite cool yeah it would be really cool i mean i remember just days of uh, summer in central tago just skateboarding all day and at the side of the, there'd be a big grass patch that we'd lay beer because we were doing coin drops and trying yeah. to spin and shit you know and, the, and that that was the thing and that ah oh, you're bringing back a lot of memories for me mark it's great Man, it's bloody yeah, nice it's cool what's that sorry oh sorry i grew up in like a mining town uh, uh-huh. before coming back to new zealand there's a hotel my dad he was uh, in this hotel and so we had a ballroom there which is a shiny thought about a ballroom a room where they had function so we all used to train in there, or initially it was me, my little brother, Gareth, and a miniature wire-haired dash hound called Tootsie. That was our crew. <laughs> that was the Casey crew. That's how we got down, initially. <laughs> <laughs> you, um... You know, I, I'm not quite sure about the Northern Hemisphere, but then again, you lived in the Southern Hemisphere in Dunedin. But, like, in the in, in the late 90s, the internet wasn't really a thing. In the late 90s uh, here, you know, everyone had dial-up or something, and it was taking ages just to rip somebody's track. Um, yeah. But, you know, the internet in those days, that really helped you, right? In those early days. You you, you, you were releasing stuff on there when, I mean, I guess people were using Napster and stuff, but you were strictly releasing on the internet at the beginning, were you not? We were pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah we put some stuff out there. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, to be perfectly honest, I'm... I'm still a bit of a luddite. I'm not, but uh, yeah, no, no, that was uh, it. Was helpful for us, but we also did. We, I, I think, initially, I, 
I was pressed vinyl and it's like a million stories did really well as like the first single and that was about that that wasn't in quite the late 90s I put a, that would have been around 2000 2001 and we did a lot of but that did really well and that was like a picture disc vinyl oh nice and, and so you know what yeah I've always sort of I quite like things with a wee bit of tangibility and stuff and so of course now you know but it, like it's you know the music industry's changed so much um you know all i can really say is that uh, i'm glad that you know artists and certain outfits can you know make a living through live performance mm, yeah. um because although we do all right when we put out music uh, there's no worries at all but you know for a lot of bands it's a real struggle for them now because they don't have that you know, they don't have that outlet to do to do loads of shows. We're we're, we're a working band, and so like, but, and we have been for a long time, and so we enjoy it. So it's cool. So we were able to make a, a decent living, you know. So, but it's a, it's a funny old time now for for cats who are not getting paid for their music. You know what I yeah. mean? Because of downloads and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, unless you're unless you're moving big numbers. Uh, you're on a hide into nothing, you know. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of a lot of young kids coming through are blowing out really early because all they because they have to tour. Uh, yes, that's that, that's it, that's it. You know, it's not it's not ah, bro. It's like I would never ever say that. Years in a long time, you know, and a few cats. Oh man, how have you how have you managed that? And how have you, you know? And it's just it's a, it's a love of of performing and then. Uh, you know, it's a uh, so we be you know we do music. I'm into music, but it's also there's an art and and the show. You know, that's what that's what I get. You know, that's what we we enjoy that sort of thing. I come from a thing where you know James Brown is my hero. Like uh, you know, cats who actually go and put on a show. That's what it's about for yeah. me. It's, it's not about shoegazing or or you know self indulgent guitar solos, which are great in their place. Mm. But uh, you know, we we come we come to bring the party and come to show out in the correct manner. You know, oh, I come to show out. Indeed, that's what it's about. And, and you do show out. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing you uh, in Dunedin. And, um, and you're coming. Like, and now now that I know you're kind of coming back home, it makes it even uh, more exciting because you're going to be back in Dunedin. And I guess you haven't been here for a while, maybe. And um, <laughs> oh, you cutting out? You cut out a little bit there. I didn't hear that bit. Yeah. My brother's daughter. Oh no, no, you can't. I'm sorry, you're cutting out, Mike. I can't. Oh, right. oh wait, wait, wait. Maybe back. I don't know. <laughs> Is that um, a bit better? Yeah, that's better. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, sweet. But yeah, man. Yes, yeah. It's going to be nice to be back in the Absolutely. Oh, uh, try and get out to the. And uh, try and surf the spit there. Uh, or either that or down to St. Kilda or St. Clair uh, for a little surf. Yeah. On the Friday afternoon, and get me, uh, get me all uh, in the in the zone. In the zone, in style. <laughs> you do it so well, the accent. I'm very, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Listen, my friend, I do accents for a living. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was trying to make one of them. I mean, I'm, I'm an actor, you know. So my joy is is to do to play, be a lying bastard, and be different people for a living. <laughs> but uh, you know, but that's uh, it's like, uh, you know, I'm an actor, Satan. I do. I do films outside of doing the Cubans. The Cubans is our bread and butter. So this is a, it's a blessing, bro. I just I can't wait to get back down to, 
uh, Tyvo, we're not far now. We're, we're ticky touring our way down to you, Jamie Grove. Yeah, nice. Nice. I love the ticky. All right. Hey, look, you're playing Friday night at the Cook, the legendary Captain Cook Hotel. Um, the Cuban Brothers. Uh, Mike McGull, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak oh, to me. Mate. You're welcome. You're welcome, brother. It's been a nice pleasure. Nice to speak to you, Jamie Grove. Yeah, I hope, it was, <laughs> I hope it was worth getting out of bed for. Uh, just. <laughs> no, not even it was awesome I've awoke with a grin on my face now <laughs> alright brother well we're going to play So Sweet I reckon what do you reckon oh beautiful thanks mate alright mate we'll see you um, in two nights oh it's tomorrow night I'll see you tomorrow night no it's not it's night after oh, oh it's the night after oh, Friday night sorry I'm confused it's Easter I don't know what the hell's going on <laughs> alright cheers mate cheers Jimmy Ciao. see you mate in my mic off, not his. That there was Miguel Giovanni, uh, not Giovanni, Jesus, uh, Mantovani, uh, aka Mike Keat from the Cuban Brothers Old School Otipoti Boy. Old School Otipoti Boy. I was not expecting that at all. Here's the Cuban Brothers right now, was so sweet. You're on the one, 91 FM. <laughs>